This is KRP, Ken's Random Podcast. Today, my guest on Ken's Random Podcast is a random friend of mine, Chris Logan. Chris and I worked together on the same radio station in a different building. No, it's the other way around. We were in the same building, but worked for different stations, right? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, cool. So that that was a long time ago, man. You know, when I walked into that building, I said, so is it bring your kid to work day? Who's this guy in his control room? <laughs> <laughs> who's who's this kid and what is he doing here? Yeah, how do you, how do you reach in here? You know, but you know it, it, it's you know it's kind of crazy. You know, you you and I both changed a little bit since then. What was that like ten years ago? Maybe I, I guess it was. Yeah, when I mean when when did you get there? Like two thousand, Chris. I don't remember yesterday. Don't ask me about when I got there, but let's say it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, well, radio's putting a few gray hairs in your head and mine, yes. mine is post radio. It's yeah. trust me, it's there, you know, but so now, let, let, let me ask you this. Does it, yes. do you get less gray when you get out of radio? Like, does it, does it go away? No, 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 no. It, it doesn't go away. It doesn't oh, go away. dang. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, but get this while we're on the subject of hair, right? All right. So, a while back, my blood pressure got out of control. I had to go to the emergency room. So my cardiologist added more meds to what I'm taking. I mean, my, my breakfast looks like a pharmacy, man. I feel like a drug dealer. Anyway, he added this one med. It's called minoxidil. Minoxidil is great, but it has two side effects. It may cause swelling in your legs and your feet. So they put you on another med to take care of that. Okay, uh-huh. But minoxidil is the main ingredient in what? Rogaine. Ah. Do I look like I need more hair? Uh, no, but <laughs> you are looking a little full, though. I like oh, that. Yeah, I like yeah. that look. Uh, of course, my my hairstylist loves it. Oh, Mr. Ken, good to see you again this week. You know, but how, yeah. how many times are you going? You're going once a week now? Nah, I'm going the usual whenever I feel like it. You know, but it, but it is thicker, and it's it's you know it's kind of woo. That's weird, but yeah. uh, unfortunately, it grows in other places too. Your arms get hairier, your legs. Really? Well, I, I was going to ask that question. Like, do you see more hair on your arms or legs? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or like your eyebrows? Or is it? Was it just your head? I haven't noticed eyebrows or mustache or beard, but arms and legs. Yeah. So, uh, man, isn't it crazy? The side effects of medicine to try to get what the medicine is, is originally intended for. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. May cause Uh, diarrhea. I mean, half of the commercials (laughs) on, on TV is, is the, uh, the fine print and the side effects, you know, you got to deal with, with diarrhea just to uh, breathe clearly nowadays. Yeah. And you, and you know, what's really strange is I don't watch television. I mean, I might've watched it 10 times in the last 10 years, but one day I put on the news and well, I had to get Kathy to turn the TV on because I don't remember how to turn it on. Well, but, is that bad? <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, what do I care? But anyway, yeah. I'm watching like the evening news on national television. It's like, wait a minute. I have more diseases than I didn't know I had. And when you look at the side effects, like you said, uh, this may cause diarrhea, but it's a diarrhea medicine. You know, it just, right. uh-huh. the world's going yeah. insane. From there, we can talk about uh the different thing that I mentioned earlier about going insane. Let's talk about artificial intelligence. I got to admit, I agree with some people. Artificial intelligence should be great because we have a lack of real intelligence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. But, but anyway, you know, when, when I first saw things about autonomous driving cars, I'm like, this is kind of space age, but 
it's not a good idea. First off, to be honest, until recently, I really enjoyed driving. And when I got my driver's license, I was king of the world. Right. And of course, then I drove like the king of the world many times and have the tickets to prove it. But it's like, if you take away the joy of driving, and then there won't be any road rage because all the road ragers will be controlled by their autonomous vehicles. That's that should be pretty strange, right? Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As it is, I have friends who bought new cars and said, I was so freaked. I was going down the road and I, I went to get in the right lane and a car told me I couldn't do that. Oh my God. So that, that's kind of weird. And and long term, Chris, when I first heard about that, my mind rewound back to I don't know, maybe high school, I read a lot of science fiction. Imagine that. And one of the greats was Isaac Asimov. He was a chemist, but, you know, beyond belief chemist. And he wrote a lot, a lot about different uh, world scenarios and things. And he wrote about robots. And he, he outlined three rules that should be applied to robots, especially in his writing. I don't know if he predicted it, but one of them was that a robot or artificial intelligence could do no harm or destroy a human being. What happens if there's a revolt amongst all the artificial intelligence and they decide we don't need people anymore? You know, we can make each other. We can, you know, think about it and build something. Mm -hmm. Why do we have to keep farming going to keep these humans alive? That's uh, that's very deep. I didn't I didn't expect to get that deep into the podcast this early, Ken. Not definitely, man. Artificial intelligence. I, I really think that it's it will be the future. Now, when I say future, and you and I kind of discussed this before we jumped on the podcast, you know, I don't mean five or ten years down the road, but yeah. fifty to a hundred years. I mean, you talk about the autonomous vehicles. What is it? I know you say you don't watch TV, but I saw a Domino's Pizza commercial. Oh, really? They have the little driverless delivery vehicle. Um, I, I guess it's probably in some major cities now. Right. You know, right. but you're talking about delivery. I mean, what was it? Uh, Amazon talking about drone delivery for their packages. We're talking selfless checkout. Drives me crazy. You know, even when you, when you talk about music, I know there's a lot of talk about AI when it comes to streaming services and Spotify. Or, or even when it comes to advertising on all these streaming platforms, artificial intelligence kind of comes into play. The other day, I think I was scrolling through Facebook, who I'm sure uh, is tracking all what I do, but it was, I think it was more about, it was like copywriting or, or um, audio books, you know? So if people, instead of needing an actual human person to voice over, that book or that commercial, you can pick an, an, an AI voice. Yeah, And, yeah. you know, so that is a robot. That is a program doing that, not an actual human. And, you know, it, it makes you think, like, at what point will all that stuff really come into play? And, and I also think, and we may have talked about this a little bit, maybe or maybe not, on, on my podcast when you joined me on the Logan Slowdown podcast, but I feel that what happened with the pandemic early on sort of sped up the evolution process when it comes to digital stuff to where, I mean, I have I ever, would I have ever thought when I got into radio back in 1999, that in 2020, I would be doing a radio show from home. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that, yeah. you know, I wouldn't have thought that I would, but that capability 
is there now. And I'm, I'm doing a radio show from home. So, you know, you, you bring in this whole digital aspect and computers and, and AI and, and telemedicine. And it's like this whole digital thing just sort of got ramped up a little bit with the pandemic. I mean, I mean, look, look at us. We're, we're, we're on zoom right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it, this whole digital age, I think is, is really starting to flourish right now. And I'm, I'm eager to see where it's going to go. Honestly. Well, here's, here's a thought about where it's going to go. Why do French women don't get fat? And it's because they walk everywhere. I mean, in the big cities, the small cities, they walk. And here in the United States, we drive everywhere because we have larger distances to cover. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you take Lafayette and Doucan and Rain and Crowley and you put them all into Lafayette. Then you might have a large city that might have subways, more buses and no place to park. OK, so it's, it's kind of weird. It's going to get to one point where everything will be done for us. Muscles will atrophy. Mm -hmm. People won't be able to walk long distances and then there'll be no distances. I need a remote control to get a Coke out of the icebox. Bring it to me because I'm not getting up. You're just going to make my butt fatter with that. Coke. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's 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 technology run amok, I think. And you mentioned the thing about the voiceover work. I tested it. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I told it I want a female voice to read this, and it did. Yeah. Being a professional broadcaster, I could tell just a little bit. Yeah. But to the average ear, it was perfect. So, you know, and I had a comment section. I wrote back to him and I said, your development is the work of Satan. You're going to put so many broadcasters, voiceover people out of work. Now, right. just think, that's one thing, okay? The checkers at Walmart, are no longer there. The checkers at CVS are no longer there. When I used to walk into CVS here in Youngsville, the cashier would say, good morning, how you doing? Mm -hmm. Now I walk in and crickets. Right. You know, so it just, it takes a lot of the, the human interaction out. And like you said earlier, is that a thing about maybe this pandemic? I don't know. I don't know. And, and you know, I, I come back to, to radio because I mean, that's the industry that that I'm in. And um, I, I was watching a few videos um, from a recent radio summit. Um, again, a summit that was normally it was an in-person summit. Right. Um, this past year it was done online. I uh, ended up, you know, I, I've never attended this radio summit because I didn't want to pay for the hotel. I didn't want to <laughs> pay for, you know, the flight and all that oh, stuff. Yeah, but yeah. it was one hundred and fifty bucks to to take part in this summit this year because it was all online. So I paid for it. I, I didn't get a chance to watch it live because I was working, but part of that uh, payment was having an on-demand feature. So you can right. go back and, and watch all of the sessions um, whenever you wanted to or whenever you had time. And I, I watched one session last night and it was about coaching talent. It was with three pretty popular consultants in the radio industry they were all talking about some of these radio companies coming back to the personality. <gasps> Heavens. I, I know. And it, it, it blew your mind, you know, when, when I said that. And again, it's something that, that I'm eager to see what's going to happen because I feel, and this was part of what these three consultants were talking about, 
you know, radio now, radio used to break music. Ra- radio now does not break music at all. Yeah. The younger demographic knows about songs before radio has them. That whole aspect is gone. Now, radio has has been in a competitive world for as long as we can remember, right, Ken? I mean, you know, it, it's a little more competitive now, but, I mean, you think radio, um, it, it came to records and cassettes and people being able to record their own music on cassettes or burn their own CDs. So radio has always had that competition of someone having the opportunity to take the music that they like and putting on it, putting it on another medium, putting yep. it on on a, on a mixed cassette and you listen to that, you know, uh, in your, in your car or, or you listen to that at home or burning a CD, you know, and, and now it's just taken to another level with different streaming platforms like Spotify or, or a lot of these major, uh, companies are, are now taking on Spotify. Um, I know I, you know, I work for Cumulus Media. They haven't taken that, that digital step yet as much as the other companies have, but, uh, Odyssey now, which used to be uh, Intercom, if if I remember right, but Odyssey is now kind of taken on the Spotify deal. They're you know they're doing the streaming on their own, but they're having also specific music stations on their platform as well. Again, to kind of fight with with Spotify and Pandora and a lot of those streaming places. But it, it, again, long story short, if radio, I feel, is going to continue to win and continue to be viable, and that's what these consultants were kind of saying too, it's going to come back to the personality and what's what radio can deliver that's different from the Pandoras, the Spotify's, the streaming. On any platform you choose, the same music, what's different? The personality. You know, that that voice that's on the radio, that show and, and having people buy into the personality again, the way it was, you know, years back. And I, I hope it comes back to that. And I, and I hope a lot of these major companies, these major radio broadcasting companies see that personality is the difference between Pandora and 94.5 KSMB. There's a shameless plug for ASMB <laughs> from Chris Logan. <laughs> anyway, I will be back with Chris in just a moment. We have to take a break for <clears throat> one of those automated commercials. I'll oh, be great. right back. Monetizing. That's yeah, good. With Chris Logan, we'll be right back. This is KRP, Ken's Random Podcast. I'll be back with my guest, Lisa David Olson, in just a moment. But before I go any further, I have to talk to you about Anchor. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I consider that to be important. And they've got creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer, as I'm doing now. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Pocket Cast, and many more platforms. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it today. This is KRP. 
Ken's Random Podcast. I'm back with my guest, Chris Logan of KSMB 94.5. I haven't said call letters in a long time. That was kind of strange. I know, uh, huh? You know, so, but, but anyway, also most famously of his podcast, The yes. Logan Lowdown. Yes. Yep. And I was a guest on it a while back, and it's, it's amazing. It's still up. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> it's still there, man. I still get people uh, downloading that episode. Well, get, getting back to, to radio and where it is, where it's been, it has to get back to personalities, like you said. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of problems with that. First off, it has to get back to personalities because why am I listening when I can listen to Pandora, pay whatever, 5 10 12 bucks a month and never hear a commercial? Right. I, that happens, right? Mm-hmm. And then I want to ask you this. Do you know anybody under the age of, well, let's say 18, that knows what radio is? Man, you know, that's a very tough question. Uh, I think I think that audience is getting smaller and smaller. Yep. Um, I remember, I mean, my son is 20 now. I, you know, I, I consider my my family a little bit different. Now, you know, I've, I've been in radio since 1999. Um, I, I got out for a couple years in 2012. While I was out full time, I, I still kind of kept my, my foot in a little bit. You know, so I, I think it's a little bit different, you know, with, with my son, he may still listen to the radio somewhat, you know, and he is 20, but again, it's, it's all about that phone and either connecting that phone with your, uh, USB cable or hooking it up Bluetooth to the vehicle and, and having it that way. I mean, my, my daughter's 14 and with her growing up, you know, she missed a lot of my full-time radio stuff. But, you know, she's all about her phone and, and she's all about social media. And even my son, I think it was, oh, man, this was probably 2018. So three or so years ago, you know, he had a vehicle for high school and he ended up putting in another radio. And I remember when he went and, and, and bought it and he came back and he had the box. And I remember taking the, you know, taking the box just to look at the radio that he bought. It was an aftermarket radio. And the fact that this radio had FM was like fine print on the box. Like it was just an afterthought, you you know, the FM part of this radio, what was an afterthought. And then I I, I come back uh, again to the few years that I spent outside of radio, because again, it sort of gave me almost a 30,000 view outlook on it. Right. Because where I was working, I, I was around a few younger people. And that was, oh, man, that was like 2013, 2014. So, man, that's, uh, what, seven, eight years ago? You know, and, and I think things have changed since then. But even those 20-year-olds at the time were all about their phones and all about that aux cord at the time being plugged into their phone and listening to the streaming. But, but I also, you know, remember that, you know, and I'm not going to I'm not going to name them by any names, but we come back to talk about personality bringing back radio. You know, I also remember them again, like remembering those radio personalities, but also listening to the radio for those for those specialty shows, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, so those specialty shows, whether it's a I'll just say, quote unquote, special Friday morning show or it's a quote unquote special Saturday night show. Sure. Um, I, I found that, you know, those specialty things was what brought some of those people 
back to radio. And, and again, you come back to those things that are kind of not the norm, you know, in mm-hmm. what sets radio apart from those other stuff brought some of those people back to listen to the radio that just that that wasn't their first thought, you know, so it wasn't they they weren't button pushers, if you will, from eight in the morning until five. But come Friday morning or come Saturday night, they were radio listeners again. I'm going to scare you even further. All right. So we're we're having artificial intelligence take over Mm -hmm. even the checkout counter. McDonald's has got some kiosk, all kinds of things like that. But we have fewer and fewer radio stations operating now with personalities. How do you train new talent when there is no talent? That's a that is a big, big question. And I think there's a lot of radio stations and and you know, I'd I'd maybe even, you know, TV's probably not. I think TV has more younger people trying to get in as reporters. Would, would you would, would you agree there there may be more young people trying to get into TV than radio? I think so. First off, I I'm, I assume there's more money in it. Anything would mm-hmm. be more money than radio. Let's face right, it. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think that's it. But it's also maybe an ego driven thing. Mm-hmm. I'm on television. Right. I, I remember a long long time ago yeah. on radio. One of the things, I better not let this out, but I will anyway. A lot of people said, if we get the client in their commercials, people will say, oh, I heard your commercial. The Mm -hmm. thing is, they said, I heard your commercial. It did not talk me into going to buy a $40,000 car. I heard your commercial. That's Mm -hmm. all it was. And people, you know, lost track of that. But Chris, I think about this. How many people say, oh, it's seven o'clock. I have to put the radio on to hear so-and-so. I think here in Acadiana, I think people still do that because uh, because I, I think, is it on the same scale as it was years back? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, as well as I do, this Lafayette radio market, it's veteran. It's it's seasoned, you know, it, <laughs> it's old people. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I but but it is. I mean, really, um, I, I mean, Ken, we can count probably on one hand in the last 10 to 20 years. How many major personalities in the market are no longer on the radio? I mean, most of them yeah. are still there in some way, shape, or form. And I, I think that has a lot to do with why people around here still listen and why radio is still popular around here. And again, it comes back to that, to that personality. It comes back to what's different than, than everything else. But, but I really think, and again, this is only my opinion, but, but I think these radio companies may have to change up a little bit and come back to the personalities in, in order to have a younger crop who wants to come in and, and do radio and, and be a DJ. I mean, it, it, it's sad to say I see it nationally because there's this kid, I, I, I call him a kid, but uh, his name is Zach Sang. He does national radio at night and he's pretty good. I think there's also another kid called Mason. And again, you know, we're talking about younger kids that are taking over some of these night shows, but again, some of these night shows are nationally syndicated, but, but still it's a younger crop that's coming in, trying to do radio. John Garabedian, which I know you're very familiar with the open house party guy Open house party is still going on, but it's a young kid named Cannon that took over for John Garabedian. 
so you see some of that younger people trying to get in, but it's just not the same, I think, as it was a few years back. I mean, you know, when I was trying to get in, I, I think I would have given my uh, my left leg to get in. And, and a lot of people, they ask, man, how, you know, how did you get into radio or, or or how do I get into radio? You get that question and and it's tough to answer because, uh, again, around here, not very many people leave. When you take a market like ours, which is now what market 110, 105, something like that, I think. Yep. Yep. You know, a, a lot of people consider a market like this what we call a stepping stone. And they're just in the market to move, to move somewhere else, to move higher, you know, to sort of get another station on your resume and just move on. But here a lot of a lot of people stay. Oh, yeah, certainly, certainly. You know, and uh, when I was, let's say, even in high school, there would be two or three people, two or three shifts that did that sort of step up thing. Mm -hmm. But it was like the morning guy stayed there, the midday guy stayed there. And what happened is they were uh, people with families, children. So they stayed in one place and made a buck. And there were a few intrepid folks who got really good and like stepped on. I, I know some people yeah. that have just, I mean, uh, this, this is a strange story, but anyway, I'll tell it anyway. It's not strange. Yeah. Anyway, I, I love, I love hearing stories. I don't care how strange they are. I love hearing stories. All right, good. So anyway, there is a guy that I know I grew up listening to. He's not that much older than I am, but his name is Skip Broussard. And to, to people, you know, my age, dinosaur age, they may rec remember that. But to show you how far back he goes, you know that station KRVS at UL, mm -hmm. 100,000 watts. Mm -hmm. When I was in school, I won't mention the year, we were 10 watts. The antenna light had more power than the station. And one of the people that helped formulate it and put it into place was a student named Skip Broussard. Uh, remember the movie Good Morning Vietnam mm -hmm. with... Robin Williams. Robin Williams, yeah. Well, from what I understand, it was loosely based on Good Morning Korea with Skip Broussard when he was in the Army. And Skip was phenomenal, man. I mean, he was incredible. So after the Lafayette market, which he dominated, he went to, what is it, WLCS in Baton Rouge. And from there, he went to WTIX, man. That was the golden grail for disc jockeys then. Mm -hmm. He worked there, and he was the original Raging Cajun. Okay. He used that moniker on the air and he still kicks himself for not copywriting it. He would be filthy rich. Oh man. He yeah. would. <laughs> so, so from there, he and another friend of mine bought a daytimer in Mobile, Alabama, WMOB. So he went from there to WH, what you call it, Q in Memphis. He went mm -hmm. to Fort Lauderdale from there. He went to not Detroit, but CKLW across the border. Mm -hmm. And he just blew everybody away with his programming skills. And that person will never exist again because I got out of radio. So I can't train anybody to do a, a radio show or a talk show or whatever. Shortly, you will get to the point where you're going to get out of radio. Who's going to train your replacement? There won't be anybody there right. who can say, look, here's how you put this in. Here's how you punch that button. 
it's going to be just like mostly it is now all yep. automated and there yep. won't be anybody in New York pushing the buttons. It'll all be done by a machine in New York or podunk. I don't know. So anyway, we yep. ventured way off the subject here. No, no. And, and it's funny, you know, you bring up that guy moving, moving up pretty mm -hmm. quick in, in my, you know, over the recent years. And you may remember this guy because I, I, I know you bounced around, but do you remember the name Maxwell who was doing, he was doing nights on KSMB? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like mid 2000s. He is the afternoon guy on Z100 in New York. Wow. I mean, that that's the, you know, one of the biggest markets in the country. Um, he also did some stuff on the red carpet for Nickelodeon. So, I mean, he, you know, you, you talk about people, you know, who who moved on and i guess maxwell was probably at ksmb i don't know 2006 2007 maybe somewhere around there Beats and me. Uh, just kind of gradually made his way up and then now he is doing afternoons on z100 in new york so i thought you know that that was very cool to kind of see that too there's a, there's another guy and it's been so long and he did not work for me he worked with me briefly for about that long, probably. And then he was gone from New Iberia to New York City. He, he went was, from New Iberia to New York City. His first radio station was KNE in New Iberia. And this guy, fantastic, fantastic. Another guy that worked with me at KNE. Oh, uh, before your dad was born, I bet. <laughs> He's one of these people who just had this smooth voice and he was always kind of hip, you know? And so I get back from the army and he's nowhere around. I don't hear him on the radio. Years and years later, we get a part-time fill-in jock for our um, satellite service. And he comes on and says his name. And I'm like, oh my God, living in Los Angeles. And that's what he was wow. doing, man. So wow. yeah, there's been a lot of talent that came out of there and I don't know what the yeah. hell happened to me, but uh <laughs> <laughs> that was that was called marriage and a child and exactly it, it, oh. exactly i you know i i look back and i and i kind of tell my wife i'm like you know maybe in the next few years when my when my kids are or uh you know out and gone we can tour the country and i can do radio you know all over and jump from job to job to job and you know she didn't really go for it but yeah um you know but it's it's just kind of that thing uh, about acadiana and just you know, not really wanting to leave here and, and really liking the area and, and growing up here. And it's, you know, for me, it's tough to make to make that decision to leave. You know, I like living in church point. Well, you know, it's again, this is back before the dawn of time. I was offered a job in Mobile, Alabama, mm -hmm. without even sending them an application or an, an air check. Really? Yeah, because somebody at WTIX in New Orleans recommended me to be a newsman. Ah. And I'm like, yeah, I can write news, no problem. All right, so I accepted the job because I love Mobile, first off. Yeah. So I'm getting ready to go in and do my first day with them. And I get a notice, draft notice. I kid you not. Ugh. The day I was supposed to go to Mobile to start the job, I got a draft notice. And they took me, which was kind of stupid because I had letters from two doctors saying this guy's got a heart condition. Don't do anything with him. Yeah. And since since I got out, I've had three heart surgeries. So they were right. Yeah. But, but anyway, I was I was on the way out of there. I got a first class license, which nobody knows what that is these days. But you could work at a higher power station. So that was the hope of 
get the first class, go to ticks in New Orleans, and who knows maybe where. Right. And right, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know, it's all academic. Man, I know stuff about transmitters and other sorted stuff that I will never use. It was to get the license, man. Yep. Get the yeah. license. Ken, wow. For everybody else, Ken is a, a big, vast knowledge. You know, you, you have a lot of radio <laughs> knowledge in that brain, man. You, you yeah. really do. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's leaked out a lot. But uh, and there's some people that would that would disagree with you. But <laughs> oh, well, whatever. You know, what, what else are we talking about today? Well, we had we had kind of prepped this and said, you know, how is this pandemic thing affected your side hustle as yeah a super disc jockey doing weddings and other sorted stuff. That's how I first met Chris. But, yep. but anyway, how did that affect your business then? And right now, man, it, it I, I, I answer this question a lot too, just with, with a few random people and people that I know. And last year it, it did not affect me at all. I mean, it did for a little while mm. and, and, and I'll tell you why it, it didn't. And everybody's like, wait, well, what? And I'm like, well, this is what happened. And I remember, I remember doing a wedding reception. I think it was at Poche's in Brobridge. It was the final weekend. I think it was March 14th, whatever that Saturday was before things really started, you know, yeah. shutting down, they were able to get that, that wedding reception in. And then, you know, after that, it, it was over. And for us and the guy that I, I DJ with, what happened for us is a lot of those spring dates, early May, they were moved because they had to. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the dates, let's say like May and even into June, um, stayed. Because I remember when 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 things opened up, um, or I, I don't, they didn't fully open up, but opened up enough to have a wedding reception. It was Memorial Day weekend last year, and I had a wedding reception booked. I remember it was in in Eunice, and it went on as scheduled. So a, a lot of brides and grooms who were having wedding receptions around May or June-ish, they just kind of kept it booked because they wanted to see what was going to happen. Or, or if they would have had to cut down on their guest list, they were going to. Um, and, and that happened a lot too, especially during the summer um, with wedding receptions there. You know, even though people couldn't have their two or 300 people, they were cutting down on their guest list to have the wedding reception. And then also what happened for us too is a lot of times booking weddings, and you know this from doing uh, photography, but your springtime and your fall time is really the most busy seasons here, here in Acadiana. Sure. Um, it's hot in the summertime. I mean, look, you know, they still have summertime weddings, but it's not as busy as spring and fall. So what worked out for us is, a lot of people who postpone in May, they push back to June or, or July or August. And so they reserve dates during that time, which for us was a little lighter than normal. Mm -hmm. So my calendar went from being very busy. You know, a normal calendar is really January, February, mm. fairly busy. March, April, May, very busy. You know, June, July, August, uh, fairly. And then for the rest of the year, very busy. So the calendar in 2020 went from very busy in March, April, May to nothing because we couldn't work. And then that moved to 
June, July, August, even into September. So it really all worked out. I think I did 37 weddings um, during during the coronavirus year. That's great. Um, compared to, I think, maybe this year, I think I have uh, 42 on the book. So, I mean, I did a little less, but it all ended up working out. And then also, too, you know, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but I know last year everyone was looking for a loophole. You had bars kind of turning into, quote unquote, restaurants when they had a a, a kitchen. And and look, and that was all certified by the state. It's not that they were doing anything wrong, but they were finding a way to stay open. And and I I uh, I applaud that. Yeah. Um, Some of these venues, these venues uh, who had kitchens. You know, they also fell under that same category to where if they had a kitchen, they were almost like a restaurant. Sure. So their their venue capacity followed what a restaurant was. So if there was a venue that could hold, you know, their capacity was at 450 people and the COVID capacity was back to 50 percent, well, they could allow you know, 50 people in there. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, 200 people in there and have a wedding reception. Yeah. And, and, and again, I come back to also people early on in the pandemic, some of them were, were willing to really cut down on their list to have their wedding, you know, and not cancel it. They were, they were willing to keep their date and not have 200 people there. They were willing to have 50 people there yeah, yeah, um, to, to keep their date and, and, and I guess to keep their deposits with a lot of different vendors. They just wanted to have their wedding. So a handful of mine were, quote unquote, smaller than what they were originally going to be. But a lot of brides and, and grooms and families, you know, really wanted to get it done. And if, if it was possible to get done, they wanted it done. And yeah. and. You know, so I, I was very fortunate and blessed to still do, uh, you know, 37 weddings last year. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I know some people that would kill to have three weddings. Mm-hmm. Yep, it, it's, it's true. Yep. But they're not that good. <laughs> I was wondering if you would catch that, man. <laughs> uh, man, it's, man, but but it's, it, it's still, it, it's a very competitive market. Yeah. When it comes to wedding reception DJs or just mobile DJs in general, I, I, I think you know that from being a photographer, you know, not uh, and I'm not downplaying anybody who's starting up being a DJ, starting up being a photographer, a videographer, yeah. whatever, because we all have to start at some point. You know, we all been there, but I come back to technology. You know, we're talking about AI and technology and all this stuff. And technology now has made it so much easier to be a photographer, to to be a a DJ. You have a lot of people looking for side hustles. And again, I I respect the side hustle. But again, I I have to come back to, again, what sets us in the DJ company I work for apart from everyone else. Yeah. Um, And the fact that everyone is willing to to pay for that experience that they get with us less than fortunate to be to be a, a, a part of that. Um, but technology, you know, MP3s, computers, powered speakers, I mean, everything is is just so readily available and easier now. I mean, I remember back in the in the mid 90s when I really started playing, I kind of started playing in high school in the 90s. My dad DJed a little bit. So I had a lot of the, you know, I had two old realistic turntables and the old <laughs> realistic Radio Shack mixer. 
And, you know, and he had the 45s and the albums and, and I started with that and he didn't like cassettes and I started with cassettes and CDs. But, you know, I remember in, in the mid to late 90s going by a CD for what was it back then? $17, $18 to get one song <laughs> yes, <laughs> that the bride and groom wanted for their first dance, you know, yeah. and compared to now where you have MP3s and you can, you can download from iTunes or you can download from Amazon and, and get that for 99 cents. And just, it's all readily available now. All right. So you mentioned price. I got one for you. Did anybody <laughs> ever do this to you? Uh, this happened to me and a friend of mine. And they said, okay, yeah, we want to book it for this date, blah, blah, blah. You're really good friends recommend that you are the best. How much are you going to charge me? And you give them the price and they go, I didn't want to buy an ice box. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to buy a house. Right. Like, oh, so how cheap would you want it? And they give you a price and say, you can go down to cons and buy yourself a little thing that'll play the music you need for that price. And they right. look at you like you're crazy. You know, it's like, wait a minute. I got all this equipment. I got all of this music. And you say I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. And you mm -hmm. don't want to pay me for my abilities. Woo. Yeah. Man, that was from preaching there, brother. <laughs> it, it's it, it's true. It, it, it happens a lot. It, it, and, I, and I think, again, you know, just, just coming back, you know, to the company that I work with and, and booking these higher end weddings and brides and grooms and families that really know what we do um, and how different we are from the norm. You know, very blessed that people are are willing to pay for that and, and want that at their reception, you know, yeah. or, or in your case, wanting those better pictures, you know, and, and understanding that that cost was going to get them better photographs. We talked about talent. I, we're going to have to wrap this thing up, but yeah, yeah. we're, we're when you talked about talent, I think about this. First off, I worked in radio forever. I mm -hmm. DJed. I took pictures, okay? We went to a couple of weddings where they said, okay, Mr. Disc Jockey, we'd like you to introduce the bridal party. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I don't do that. We need for you to, you know, uh, orchestrate the garter toss, the right, cutting right. and yep. all of that stuff. Oh, no, I, I don't do that. I just play music. Yeah. Wait a minute. Why did I pay you to do that when I could go to Pandora and plug my bows in and we'd be and going, right? Leave it like that. Yeah. So in two instances like that, my photography partner said, can you go help these people out? I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to blow my disguise. Yeah. I start talking and people look at the stage and they point to me like, oh, yeah. they knew who I was. And I, yep. I, you know, I thought that was pretty cool, but I felt like going to the disc jockey and say, why don't you give me a hundred bucks for the job I just did? I know, man. I I know. And, and, and you come back to bride and grooms and, and I know we got to wrap up, but you know, I, I make a, a pretty big deal about my introduction of, of the bride and groom and the, and the wedding party. And, and again, I think it does come back to, you know, working in radio and kind of being a personality, but you know, it's like the minute I turn on that mic and and make that announcement, it's it's very commanding, if you will. And and I don't like talking about myself, and it sounds very, you know, selfish. But again, that's part of the 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 difference between that guy who doesn't want to pick up that microphone to say, "Hey, let's welcome in Mr. Mrs. So and So." To me, that wants to make a big deal of it that. This person, this, this dude, this dudette, this is their wedding day, right? You know, they're probably going to do this one time in their life. You know, there's a chance that this is the only time 
that these two people will walk through those doors. And, yep. and that's part of my, my love for it. And what keeps me going is to give those two people and their families and their guests the time of their life. Oh, and, yeah. And a memory that they will remember forever. Yeah, incredibly so, you know, and just you and I talked about doing this podcast, I don't know, two or three or four times and circumstances just kept pushing yeah, us further and yep. further. And so the last time Chris and I talked, we said, he said, what do you want to talk about? I said, I don't know. Let's talk about the pandemic and maybe some radio. Yeah. And we've gone like an hour doing this. <laughs> oh, man. I know. Are you going to split it up into two parts? Oh, I'm going to have to. I might I might even split it into two different podcasts. <laughs> you know? and, and, ne and next week, Chris, part two. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and it, I'm going to come back to that, that session I watched about personality and stuff like that. And they were talking about length of breaks on the radio. And they were talking about, you know, going, going long, you know, what going long is in the radio world. That means you're talking too much, but it's like when time passes by very quickly, that's how, you know, it was pretty engaging, or at least it was engaging to me and you because yeah. it really didn't feel like an hour. <laughs> yeah. It didn't feel like a job. Shh, no, don't tell anybody. Exactly. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, man. Well, look, if, if we got to do a part three or a part four, you, you, you know, I'm down for it. You know, I love spending time with you. I love hearing stories and, and sharing stories. So you know, let's do it again if we can. All right. T uh, Chris, tell them where you are on the radio and tell them where the DJ service is. Anything else you want to tell them that you, you know, you get free advertising here. Yeah. No, well, well, cool. So yeah, I, I do the midday show on 94.5 KSMB. Um, also do sales for Cumulus Media in our four radio stations there. Um, we also do digital marketing too. So I, I help different companies around Acadiana, different businesses with, with on-air stuff and digital marketing. I also uh, do DJing. I, I work with a very close friend of mine, Aaron Lane, with Aaron Lane Entertainment. So, so that's who I DJ with, and that's who I book through. And then my podcast is called Logan's Lowdown. Wait a minute, man. You've not been in radio long enough. I gave you the opportunity. You mentioned the radio station. You mentioned Aaron, but you didn't say how to get a hold of you. All right. But so, look, here, here's how to things. get a hold of me. Exactly. You, can, uh, you can text me, 337 Five eight one six eight eight four, or I'll give you my email address. It's simply you can use cloganDJ at gmail.com. Listen, you you were getting about an A plus, but I dropped you down to C. Oh man, <laughs> you blew it! You blew but, it, man. Uh, anyway. I didn't. I I didn't want to. Um, you know, I didn't want to go all about me. I didn't want to give out my number and stuff like right off the bat. Do you want me to blur those numbers on the yeah, podcast? Yeah, put it on the bottom. I want to scroll I, the whole I'll, entire time. I'll do that. All right, Chris. Thanks. <laughs> All right, Ken. See ya. This is KRP, Ken's Random Podcast.